0: what's up everyone this is goldilocks former tna backstage interviewer manager and you're listening to tna cross the line podcast thanks for being here
1: tna wrestling cross the line
0: and we're back with episode 188 of the TNA Crossline podcast. I am Bob Klein Jr. with me as always is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. We are just 2 weeks away from Unbreakable. But probably more exciting is we are about a month away from the Spike TV debut. How excited are you for Unbreakable and for the return to national television. No more internet.
1: Get your cable
0: box ready because that's where you're going to be able to watch. In fact,
1: um, I'm definitely, I would say, more excited about the Spike TV than Unbreakable, but I think Unbreakable is really? shipping up to be pretty good. Well, I mean, Spike TV and like TNA, like, I feel like that's just like, I know that we, 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 we're at some good shit. We've seen some. We're about to see even better. Like, it just keeps getting better. It's, I think Spike TV is going to kick that off.
0: I really feel like the Spike TV era is when our TNA fully goes into like the uh, hey, we're not going to wait to do stuff because we need ratings.
1: Yeah, that's what. I mean. Yeah, and I they I mean they've continually had something to prove, and once they even get on on Spike here, I mean we have what an eleven p.m. time slot. They still got something to prove. Like hey, we can we can be on prime time. We can do something a little bit better than saturday nights at 11 or whatever time it was at um i think it you know is it sunday nights i don't remember what it, what we're going on
0: no it's uh is saturday saturday evening saturday 11 11 p.m they're, they're basically taking the velocity time slot yeah and i remember right. looking at the ratings for like velocity and heat and they were doing like velocity was doing like one something sometimes like heat started off in 98 doing like stuff like that is crazy
1: yeah that's insane um so yeah i think with the with the idea that they have continually something to prove that's where they're really going to be stepping up even further and i mean the thing that's kind of crazy we're watching shows right now that are strictly on their website or as we are watching the sun sports in florida version Mm -hmm. um which i don't even know if we know what time these were airing but uh regardless um I mean, there's, these have been pretty decent for something that is just they're just putting online. Like, there's not really a reason for them to be putting out decent shows, I feel like. But yeah. they have been.
0: Well, I, know, I mean, I don't know. Didn't you, like,
1: say there was, like, a report of how many people downloaded it or whatever? There was one that, I think they said there was, like, 100,000 downloads or something like That's that. That's what I thought you said, too. Which is, like insane that's pretty good for 2005 yeah i mean that's pretty crazy um so i mean that's pretty that's pretty positive i mean now, obviously not everyone's buying pay-per-views anyways but like our pay-per-view buys they aren't even getting close to that number if i remember correctly i mean i don't even know if we really have many numbers for the pay-per-views but
0: no um, but let's say for like the numbers that we do know isn't it like 25,000 and stuff? I was going to say it's like 25 to 30,000. So let's say Unbreakable did 25 to 30,000 buys, which isn't unrealistic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're basing that off of the 100,000 people that have downloaded the show, that's a pretty remarkable like, turn over to get people to buy your pay per view. 25% to 30%. Because you look at regular television, let's say WCW, you know, they have 4 million people watching Mm -hmm. 4 million households or whatever. And then they're getting 200,000 households to buy it.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I never thought about it like that.
0: So they're not getting that paid
1: audience. That high of a percentage to do it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And even WWE or, you know, WWF, whatever, you have 8 million people 8 million households, in, and then at your peak time of, like, WrestleMania, you get 1 million households to buy your biggest event of the year. Or yeah. on average, usually around that time, I think it was, like, 400 or 500, whatever, for, like, fully loaded or something. Mm-hmm. So you're not nearly getting the same, um, like, market share or whatever. You're not getting the same. Like a higher amount of people to turn it over, but mm-hmm. if you look at for TNA, um, I feel like it's similar to Ring of Honor in the sense that their audience probably is more so internet, right? Fans, like I that's mean that, really people who are focusing on it right now.
1: Yeah, and them having the fact that they have to post these online probably actually benefited them quite a bit because not, I mean, if you did, couldn't get FSN or you missed it or whatever. I mean, you were kind of screwed. Now I can go online and just, like, download it and watch it. Now, given maybe it sucked to download because the Internet speeds were, were uh butthole. But uh, the fact that it was more easily accessible for the fans that were probably more interested in it, like you're saying, the Internet fans, was probably actually a pretty decent thing for them. It sucks in theory, like, oh, shit, they don't have TV. But, hey, my audience can go on, on our website and just watch this now.
0: Yeah. And what if the true download number isn't 100,000? Because how many people potentially had AOL dial up and they would download it and it would say six days and then you cancel it and you restart it? Is that considered another download? Oh, I don't know. Because that's something that I would do. I would quit it probably 50 times before I was like, okay, I'll sit here
1: for a week before I get the show. That's so crazy to think about. We can download things in minutes now. It's absolutely incredible. I mean,
0: songs back in the day off of LimeWire would take... Holy shit, dude. Like, 24 hours for a three-minute song.
1: And then you'd get really sad when it was just the Bill Clinton voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, fuck. It's not the, it's not the right one.
0: Yeah. And now, like, now like, the, like you just said, nowadays you can download a full-length mm. movie and you get it in 32 seconds.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I know, Kate Keeley's like, well, do we want to, like, change our internet? I was like, no, it's fast as fuck. I was like, I ain't changing this. My internet speeds are freaking insane. Of course they are. Well, it had to be. How else am I going to do this awesome podcast with one of my best friends?
0: Oh, one of now? I'm not the best friend?
1: I mean, Austin's one of my best friends, too, so. Yeah, so, no, I mean, Austin's your best friend. I get it. I mean, I've known, I, I mean, listen, my friend Austin Skinner from Mycopod, been friends since we we're babies. Sorry. Yeah, well, I never left for another state. That is, t- that is true. Twice. I might have seen him more in the last year than I've seen you in person, though.
0: Okay, well, I got hit by a car,
1: so. I didn't, we're not talking about the car thing and, anymore.
0: And I got hit by a car on my way to see you. No, it was
1: not on the way to see you. Stop doing
0: that. You and were you supposed were like, to. to yeah, well, technically, I was on the way to see you. My, but that just wasn't my first stop I had to go to work first and Then right. I was going to go see So I was on right. the way Right in my traveling right. adventures
1: Right. And then you're in the bed And you're like oh, Do you want to do the podcast? And, <laughs> you wanna, you hey Bob, podcast? I know
0: you just left the emergency room But like Are we still good for Sunday?
1: I asked uh, you like three days later Yes, you did <laughs> I figured you were healed I didn't know to the extent of your injuries <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, anyways, <laughs> enough of this garbage. <laughs> um, Let's run down what happened on the last episode of Impact quick, and then we will dive into some news and notes. And then during the show today, Bob, we have quite a bit to talk about, including some names that are going to absolutely blow your mind that they are trying to get for the first episode of Impact on Spike TV. Okay, how many names are there? Oh, jeez. Um... Let's see. Three. There's at least three. Um, oh, wait, that's four. Um, and then there's rumors of other stuff that we're going to okay. be chatting about. And then we, we have some contract stuff to talk about. We'll talk about during the show. Um, there's a lot of like quick ones today, like boom, boom, boom. So that'll be a lot of during the show. Um, there's a return potentially uh, for the Spike TV debut. I mean, they're trying to load this up pretty heavy. And then I'll just tease you right now because that's just the kind of guy I am. On next week's episode, there was one, there's something we're going to talk about that absolutely blew my mind. Like, I could not believe that it was as close of potentially happening as it it was. Uh, But that's for next week.
0: Okay.
1: Well, before that, uh, so let's run down the card, then we'll talk about some interesting uh, notes, and then we'll start watching Impact. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, it was the second week of the Chris Candido Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament, and thank God it did not take over the entire show. But we did see Alex Shelley and Sean Waltman defeat Abyss and Shark Boy in 4 minutes and 10 seconds uh, to move on in the tournament. Then we saw the Diamonds in the rough. Davey Young and Simon Diamond defeat Jarrell Clark and Mikey Batts in 2 minutes and 44 seconds. We were, we were pretty shocked by the, the victory, if I remember correctly, because they've been losing quite a bit. Uh, We saw Apollo with Sonny Sayaki ringside defeat one of the diamonds in the rough. Elix Skipper, Simon Diamond, was ringside for that one. He was very disappointed. That was five minutes and six seconds. Then we had another Memorial Cup uh, tag team tournament match. It was Conan and Lance Hoyt defeated Kip, James, and Petey Williams in six minutes and 49 seconds. And then finally, in the main event, Raven defeated Team Canada's Bobby Roode. Petey Williams was ringside for that one. And it went 9 minutes and 25 seconds. And I believe there was like a rhino situation at the end. Yeah, there was, afterward. Yeah. So, uh, not a bad show. Um, But we will be continuing the tournament tonight. And if I remember correctly, you don't really know much besides that that's what's going on on today's episode. And it will continue on next week's episode. uh, With the winner of the tournament essentially entering a tag team title match. But that's another thing. We did get a shit ton of unbreakable matches, but they're going to talk about those again during today's show. So we'll just, we'll just chat about those when they come up again. Yeah. I'm sure we will be reminded several times. Right. Um, okay. So um, over this past weekend, uh, there was a um, essentially like a, re- I think it was like a wrestle reunion kind of convention in King mm-hmm. of Prussia, Pennsylvania, uh, about a thousand fans. Went to this, and there's a bunch of uh, wrestling legends there. Uh, Dave notes that it was even uh, Bruno Sammartino's first physical action inside of a wrestling ring in nearly like, 20 years. So, pretty Wait, crazy. Wait, he wrestled? Well, he did. He physical action. So, he probably interfered in something. I don't know. Or like a special referee, and he, like, decked the heel or something. Yes, yes. So, he, yeah. he I don't think he had a match, but, <laughs> um, but.
0: That'd be crazy
1: if he did. Yeah, right. Um, I cut out quite a bit of this because obviously most of it does not really apply to us because it's talking about legends and all that stuff. However, we've been talking a lot about rumors of a specific tag team, a dud of a tag team, you could say, that are potentially coming in here to TNA. And there were some interesting notes about them, and TNA kind of gets brought up in the conversation. So I figured we should probably mention it. Um, Basically, this was – I don't know if it was their first appearance – um after leaving WWE or one of, but basically the the name the Dudleys um, is not something they can use.
0: right, yeah, and I believe that's because Paul Heyman like lied to them about
1: a trademark are, or something. Are you reading my notes, man? No, I, I just notes? remember like Bu
0: Bu something was oh yeah, no, Paul like lied to us. like he never had the trademarks
1: but like WWE did it. Right. Uh, so basically, um, in in a rush here, the team uh, came up with the name just three D for the team for this event. Um, they're um, and WWE's trying to keep Devon from using his name, but his real name is Devon, so they can't hmm. stop that. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's his name. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Bubba cannot be Bubba spelled. B U B B A or B U H B U H. He cannot use either one. They sent him a cease and desist about this. <sighs> um, they're also WWE's claiming rights to their catchphrases, camouflage costumes, and stating they cannot wrestle while wearing glasses. So they're being hard asses about the <laughs> this Dudley situation. Well, they didn't wrestle with the
0: glasses on.
1: Well, they can't do it. They cannot do the glasses situation. We so can't come down with glasses. Yeah. Um, the, it does say they were under the impression, including Devon telling TNA weeks ago that there would be no problem with the name since they thought that Paul Heyman had given them the rights to the name when they left ECW in 1999. Hmm. Um, now I I don't have a first name here, probably because it was earlier in the thing and I cut it out, but Hughes, I don't know which Hughes we're talking about here. Uh, but they told TNA this past week after receiving the letter, uh, that maybe there would be a problem after all. Uh, the two worked in a T-shirt and jeans as opposed to their camouflage ring gear. And we'll have to get a new look if they go to TNA, which is the plan for the program most, most likely against America's Most Wanted. Now, based on the letter sent, it is very possible that they'll try to claim 3D um, because they they can't ban them from doing the move itself, but they may try um, the name of the move. And uh Divan get the tables, quote, is a catchphrase, but neither was spelled out specifically. So it's very, like... We're not sure what we can actually do. Right.
0: Um,
1: there was a New York indie show they were appearing on, which used the phrase, get the tables. Um, the press release was pulled with new wording because WWE wouldn't allow get the tables as on um, this indie show. So, I mean, they are even knocking that. So, there, it, I always find this stuff super interesting because it essentially for, re- forces these guys to like reinvent themselves, right? Because they're being stripped of everything that they were doing. <laughs>
0: Well, which is kind of nuts because, uh-huh. well, actually, you know what? The camouflage thing was a WWE thing. They didn't do that. In yeah, camo,
1: I think it was WWE because they did what, like the tie dye and shit. In yeah, tie dye.
0: Yeah. Um, this just reminds me of a time with 2CW when they had DX, Waltman, oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, Billy Gunn, but they had to be called Team Suck It. Team, Team Suck It, yeah. I remember that, dude. And the show was later called Cease and Desist
1: Tour. (laughs) I think, didn't they? They feel like they had more than one of those. (laughs) They might have. (laughs) This is so funny.
0: I think another one was like with TNA,
1: though. Yes, there's FTNA. Um, I remember that one because I went to it because Blue Meanie was there. Um, Because I'm pretty sure they like pulled someone off. I can't remember who. Was it Abyss, maybe? I don't know. They They pulled, pulled somebody. They pulled someone off the show. Like a big name, I think. Um, I just don't remember exactly who. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the show was called FTNA, uh, which is, makes me sad, but I get it. Is it as a promoter, I understand the theory, uh, anger. Yeah. Um, so both Dudleys have talked about uh, fighting this legally because they left ECW with the idea that they own the rights to the name. But that could end up being a costly fight, Dave says. However, the former Dudleys told TNA that they had to come up with a gimmick for the team That they had a run, and they and that they had to run past Joey Styles, uh, and believed it was better than the Dudleys. Uh, So I think they're kind of getting his ear about it for ideas. Uh, They said that they would let TNA know what the gimmick is after trademarking it themselves. So basically, they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna trademark it so that they can make sure that it's legal and like good, and then they're gonna essentially tell TNA this is what we can do if we're gonna come in. So pretty interesting, um, but yeah, who would have thought that going to this random Wrestle reunion thing would cause so much drama with the Dudleys?
0: Yeah, I mean, I want to be excited about the Dudleys coming in, but I,
1: I think I'm probably a little more excited than you are about it. Uh, I mean, I'm not like mega hype, but I think it, I think it'll be good fun
0: if uh, if they have to like change their whole well gimmick then maybe I can be excited about it. But if they're so, just going to do the same thing, but like altered a little bit, I'll get bored of it pretty quick. Yeah.
1: And that might be what happens, but okay. This next one, I don't remember. I don't remember this necessarily happening, but it caused quite a stir uh, on the internet. So oh boy. Um, Chris Jericho oh. uh, caused uh, a stir here now he just recently left yeah so i'm at pretty SummerSlam sure yeah after some so uh this past week on his website he posted a photo of him under a tna backdrop essentially making everyone think that he was maybe going to tna uh he t- ended up taking this down after one day um and dave says that he was guessing he was just having fun with people now yeah. of course tna definitely has interest in him uh, Dave even says they'd be foolish not to, which, duh. Uh, and one could make a viable argument since he lives where they tape, thus no travel, and a, and the easy schedule. Plus, he'd have a shot at being the top guy in the company, a spot that he'd never get in WWE, he's saying here, which is humorous to think about in hindsight. Um, he was
0: already a top guy in WWE.
1: No, apparently not the
0: top he was, guy. He was the first, well... Wow. Okay, but he was the first undisputed champion. Bob, he beat this the Rock in two thousand five the same night. It's two thousand five, Bob. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, okay, now here's the thing. That sentence of he could be the top guy in TNA. He'd have a shot. A shot. Who? <laughs> if he's fighting over uh, Jeff Jarrett and Raven and and Rhino. Give me a break. Chris Jericho you got would be Chris the Jericho. top guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: He would be the top guy. And Jericho couldn't even deny that one. I hate to say it.
0: <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, there'd be no you, way.
1: You can't be like, no, I'm a bigger name than these guys. Yeah. You, can't, you literally couldn't.
0: Yeah, that'd be ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So with all of that um, being said, you could make a case for him actually being interested in TNA. Uh, he goes on to say, we do know that TNA is interested, but it would take uh, Jericho... To have a major change of heart for such a deal to take place. And nobody expects it. And at this point there's nothing to it. And now of course. This obviously does not happen.
0: Unfortunately.
1: But. Holy crap. The
0: the uh, amount of matches.
1: Fresh matches that he could have had. Could you. Just even the idea that he teased it. I think. I feel like that sort of speaks volumes. To even where TNA is right now. That Chris like, oh, I'm going to tease that I might go to this company instead now. I don't know if he was teasing or if he was just trolling. Well, well, he's probably trolling. But the fact that he would even do that, I feel like... I feel like it's pretty interesting.
0: And I don't... I don't know, like... Is it an amount of loyalty that he had?
1: I feel like that's got to be what it is. I feel like it must be. Although, I think he's done interviews since um i can i can't remember exactly what he has said but i feel like it's got to be a loyalty thing it could be i mean it could be a money thing too i don't know
0: i know that he was taking like he took time off for fozzy i believe yeah. and he wanted to get into some maybe some acting too but um it's almost like two years that he's gone yeah i feel like it's forever yeah and then his whole return was kind of lame initially but
1: um, yeah, I feel like it fell flat once it happened. But
0: yeah, I think if he were to, if he had gone to TNA, I mean Styles, Daniels, Joe, Saban,
1: it'd be nuts, dude. Just I like that group alone. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's sort of a that's sort of a disappointing thing. But I do think it it's a kind of a cool thought, and I think it's pretty interesting. Now I could not find the picture that he posted. Um, I found something that made it, I mean, here, I'll send it to you, Bob. I don't think this is the real thing. Um, but you can tell me if you might remember seeing it somewhere, but I don't think that is the real picture, but I saw that online when I was searching. It looks like it's that time period, though, but it's, um, I couldn't find, I couldn't find the actual post. I even went on the Wayback Machine and everything, and I could not find it, but needless to say, Yeah, so that was –
0: I don't think that's – I think someone made that.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: Because it's on Reddit, and I think someone just made that.
1: Yeah, I was even going on old message boards and stuff last night when I was trying to – I couldn't find it anywhere. People were just like, here's the link to the website, and of course that's not – that didn't me.
0: Yeah, so I don't think it's
1: on the internet. A rare instance of something you can't find on the internet. I'm sure if we dug, if we wasted a lots and lots of time, we could find it. But well, I don't want to do that. No, not right now. Um. Okay. Well, a few more things here. Um, those are. I think that was like one of my favorite notes uh, from from uh, the beginning of this episode here. But um, I have a note about uh, raw from August 29th. You're wondering what what the fuck we're we gonna talk about raw. Well. I know we're talking about a lot of WWE stuff here, but it all, it all comes back. But interestingly enough, Bob, during this episode of Raw, there were um, – Dave says that there was a game they were playing. How many UFC commercials in one episode of Raw? He answered 12. There's 12 UFC commercials. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Raw is Spike, okay? And not only that, there were two TNA commercials that aired during Raw. Now, we heard the rumors that there's a chance that Spike might do this. Well, we're doing it. <laughs> so, um, people apparently, people were, uh, he says that some people were blowing some gaskets in Tampa <laughs> during this, cause knowing that it, this TNA commercials were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the commercials were kind of indie looking, he said, but they were produced by Spike and not by TNA. Uh, they are scheduled to get some commercial time on Raw for the next month, and hopefully, the commercial quality will improve. While these are stories that WWE had advanced warning about the commercials airing, others close to the situation uh, dispute that story. The only thing we've heard for sure is that Spike didn't even even make the decision to put the ads on Raw until two hours before the showtime. Naturally, from a TNA standpoint, this was a big sign that Spike is behind them because they were willing to risk the certainty of McMahon blowing a gasket on them to promote the product.
0: Why would they care? About a gasket, about him being mad.
1: Well, since they're leaving, I wonder that too. But maybe they they don't care about that burning that potential bridge of them no, know, I, when they leave. Yeah.
0: That makes some sense. I mean, when they when they go back to USA, I mean, there's like a whole special, right? Like I, like, it's, like the first episode in October. Yeah, I think is like the whole like yeah. Well, actually. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that next week too. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, they're on your network or whatever, but they don't. They're not staying there. Right. And of, I'm surprised that they're hesitant. Like, oh, two hours before the show, oh, we're actually going to promote this new thing that we're doing. What? Yeah. Why? Why yeah. do you have to even think about it? Just, just do it.
1: Right. Um, speaking of Spike TV, though. Um, this is my last note before we get into the show, and um, we have plenty more to talk about. Um, but the TNA contract with Spike TV, which goes into effect on October 1st, is a 52-week deal lasting through late September 2006. Judging from the TV commercials, the plan to change the name of the show was overruled. It's so official. The name that was decided upon weeks ago was Impact on Slamming Saturday Night, which, of course, as we said sounded really stupid, and Dave says was way too wordy. Um, and Dave still thinks that it should be called Saturday Night Impact as opposed to simply Impact. But regardless, they are keeping Impact as of right now.
0: Saturday Night Impact?
1: I don't think we need the name of the day in it, but that's my no, opinion. No, you
0: don't. I think you just call it Impact.
1: You can say that if you want, but that doesn't need to be, like, the name.
0: Uh, do you think they're trying to avoid saying TNA?
2: impact Uh, i mean that that's like kind of the thing that, that
1: we've been talking about that for a while i think even of like no one wants to call it tna um i'm gonna say i don't know if they're really avoiding it i mean let's think right now spike tv 2005 it's like the guys network right i feel like they would have eaten that up and like not cared to be honest but you, you surprised.
0: I think I I feel like the audience that they're going for if it's a non-wrestling fan and it's a Saturday night and you're scrolling through and you see TNA Impact
1: they're going to think tits and ass. I feel like it definitely I'm like if you're looking on the fucking channel guide I feel like it's got to say either TNA wrestling impact or it did not. It didn't it just said Impact. No, I remember having
0: when I had time wearing cable wow, and I remember I just, checking out the first show and it was just, it, I think I put, I'm pretty sure it was just TNA impact. Now later on it became impact wrestling.
1: Well, yeah, but that's like way later,
0: way, but for a long way. time, it was just TNA impact.
1: See, that's weird to me because I don't know if I was it's, it's hard to say. Okay. So if I'm not a wrestling fan, First off, maybe I would click that because it's like, what even is this? But, like, I'm thinking, see, because I was going to say, even as a wrestling fan, why do I know that that's a wrestling show? But, like, wrestling fans are used to acronyms. Right. So, like, you probably wouldn't even think twice about it. So it's kind of hard to, like, see that both ways. I'm, I, had a... I I see what you're saying, though. Like, especially the time that it's on.
0: That's what that's exactly what I was going to say. Saturday night, late Saturday night. You have a horned up teenager looking for something risque and you see something called TNA, you're gonna turn it on and then it's gonna be men wrestling more often than not.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's kinda of interesting. Like they kinda of did um I mean I first off I like the name. Um uh, T N A wrestling, total non action. I like it a lot. But they did kind of uh pigeonholed themselves a little bit with that one. I think that it was
0: a misguided attempt for a long lasting thing. It should, they should have just been impact wrestling from the get go. I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Cause but, I think even, um, I think Jeff Jarrett even said, I don't know if he said it was impact, but he definitely said TNA had a level of stench on it that could never recover. From yeah. the years of just, like, poor decision-making. Yeah. No, I believe that. Makes sense. And, I mean, even... I know now, like, current day, 2023, I know that you've said that you, you still like Impact or whatever, but there's some things that they're not doing great. But, I mean, there was a stretch of time.
1: Oh, yeah, but compared to what you're about to say, I mean... there's a stretch of
0: time, like, after Hogan left. It was rough. It was, well, the show was rough, Yeah. After he left. But then there was a stretch where, like, they fi- clearly figured it out.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they had some bumps in the road. Uh, I mean, I was still watching. I didn't care. And, in fact, actually, Hogan leaving was probably, not, in hindsight, not a bad thing. Um, yeah, he, but, yeah. like, there was for a while. I mean, I don't think it was, like, right after. I think it it was just, like, weird for a while. I think it was, like, when they got, like, on, yeah. like, fucking Destination America, where it was just, yeah. like, fuck. First yeah. off, I could barely watch it. It was very difficult for me to watch it during that time, and it was just like I that was that was rough. I think after that though, I think they started to go get an incline, and then of course there were some issues with the um, global force stuff. But yeah,
0: but I mean if you look at guys from you know that are in AEW now, a lot of them came through Impact.
1: Dude, there's freaking so and many.
0: The same thing with uh, WWE. Like LA Knight, he was Eli Drake. He came through Impact.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's where he made a splash.
1: It's there, dude. There's so many. And that's why I, I text Bob all the time because Impact social media is hilarious. And no matter what happens on TV, if it somehow relates to something that happened in TNA at some point in time, they tweet about it. Yep. <laughs> and I, I just think it's and like within minutes, it's like they knew it was going to happen. It's insane to me.
0: I'm willing to bet that they have a shit ton of stuff just saved in drafts, waiting for the day. Like if LA Knight were to win the world title,
1: remember? Check out his check world out. Billy Drake,
0: also known as LA Knight, win the Impact World Championship back in twenty whatever.
1: Oh, you know that one's sitting there waiting to go. Oh. My favorite though is so on. Um, was it on? Um, was it Dynamite or something? I don't remember. It was like Sting kind of was, he kind of had the Joker Sting-esque uh, mm-hmm. character he's playing, right? Not really the makeup as much, uh, but, like, the way he was acting. Immediately, they tweet, check out the Joker Sting collection. And it was just like, two-hour what? Two video. is two hours? I think so. A, uh, I, I, well,
0: you know, I don't know if, the, if it was there. Someone made a two-hour video compilation of. But, dude,
1: that's the thing. And it's like, yo, check this out. Or, I'm trying to think of another one that happened recently. I get a kick out of it. I think it's hilarious.
0: I mean, it's, it's smart. Smart marketing.
2: But, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't help that. I mean, you, like,
1: CM Punk made his debut, and they were like, check out these rare CM Punk matches from early TNA. Yeah, th- three weeks ago, they the complete history of Joker Sting. It's
0: just <laughs> under two hours. Holy. Impact wrestling That is absolutely insane. So you know that they've had that. you can't just do that. It, it would take a minute for it to upload if it's two hours. It's going to take you yeah, right a little bit.
1: yeah, it's uh it's pretty interesting stuff. That's crazy. I get a kick out of it though. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really smart. but yeah they're yeah. they're waiting they're waiting for Eli Drake to win something here. Oh yeah, no doubt. Or about if that. like if it's like people who wrestled in TNA before together, they post like the matches. Yeah, like this if it was like this, they wrestle each other.
0: Yeah, like when you like when you just said about uh, CM Punk, right? They did like check out Punk's first match on Explosion. Or like uh, Mox, yes. didn't they do like a Moxley yes. uh, trial thing?
1: Yeah, they were like check out this rare rare yeah. John Moxley appearance. And um, they did that Explosion. with Generico too. Yes, they Same did. Yeah. Yeah, so they they like to do those things often, but I won't complain. I think it's funny.
0: I mean, I would probably do the same thing.
1: Absolutely. I just saw some someone was just oh someone was shitting on because they um they were supposed to come out with action figures and they are no longer coming out with those action figures, and basically they were um they knocked the wrong company, and someone was like <laughs> the the so the social media need guy needs to. They need to get this figured out, and apparently it's like what Ross Ross Foreman or something.
2: Is Except that Ross, who fucked up?
1: Someone said that. Someone said that. And, um but he does a lot of shit, so he probably should get someone to just do the social media for him. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, there's stuff like that. I'll do it for him. You want know I me mean to do? I'll do the t. I'll do the impact social media.
0: I did see that. They're like, oh, correction, it wasn't. Like yeah. This thing. This
1: thing. Oops. Because they were like,
0: oh, doesn't meet the high standard that we expect.
1: Yeah, I, I. That's why I did not pre-order. Cause do I want an Eddie Edwards? Hell yeah, I do. Do I? Did I want that one? Not really. Not until I saw a real one in hand.
0: Yeah.
2: And they didn't do it, so.
0: I guess you just. I guess you dodged a bullet. And you can't afford to spend your money because you have a wedding. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, is this a bad time to tell
1: you that I really want to buy? I'm afraid that they're going to sign with, um, with Powertown. And did you you've seen this, right? The, the Brian Myers and Matt Cardona two pack. I did see that. Yeah. I mean, and I sort of think they're going to sign with with it because of this, because Brian Myers comes with the Impact Digital title. Mm. So then I'm like, do I need this two pack? Because I I want Impact figures for sure. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Do I do it?
0: How much is it? It's $100. Oh. I know. And $100 for a two-pack? It comes with a lot of accessories. Like what? Every championship that Cardona's ever won?
1: No, it comes with the NWA title, different hands. They have multiple heads. Did he he, got,
0: what? Is he the NWA? He didn't win the NWA title.
1: Uh, He did. He's not currently, but he did. He did? Yeah, dude. You didn't know that.
0: Who, who did he be for it?
1: Um, fuck. was it? It wasn't Aldous, was it? It might have been Aldous. What who beat Aldous? That just shows you how little, little of the NBA
0: I pay attention to.
2: That's crazy that you didn't even know he won the title. I had no idea. That was like a big thing. Um,
1: because it was even while he was in impact, and like I don't even know if they really mentioned it too much, to be honest. Um, Which is pretty interesting. See, but the problem is he has so he does so many indies. Oh, wait, here that's we go. Ty so Tyrus. Didn't. Oh no, that's when Tyrus won it.
0: Okay, so he beat Trevor Murdoch.
1: Oh, he beat because Mur- Murdoch beaten Aldous. That's right. And him. and then he had to vacate because
2: he got hurt. Oh yes, that's right.
0: And then Murdoch won it again.
1: And now we have
2: Tyrus. Oh
1: wow. Yeah, did you I see? Don't, don't did you see that? that um, what's his name there? Billy Corgan said that the NWA is the next big company. Yeah. yeah. Don't know if you knew that, Bob. They're the next big. He said company.
0: that it's like on the cusp of uh, breaking out.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyway, I'm so disappointed that he's not involved in Impact anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: He has no fucking clue. He is obsessed with.
0: Tyrus and um, big rustlers, because that's what the NWA is about. It's about size. Right. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't think there's ever been a Tyrus match that I've wanted to watch in my life.
1: No. Nope. Me either. Because he he was also an impact, and I also fucking hated it.
0: Well, you know, the thing—and now we're just getting off track here, but— with I know, that, I know. <laughs> Tyre, I was uh, excited for Brotus Clay, like badass bro- Brodus Clay. And, they and then he came out as a funkadacto. Yep, and I, was, I checked out. I was like, nope. Nope, I'm not—no. This guy's dancing and being a—fuck you. No. Not doing it. That's a swear,
1: bro. Yeah.
0: And then— um, I don't know, man. And then I, like, really saw him rustle. And I was like, you know what? I think I was wrong. I don't yeah. think I like this guy. No. There's, there's no you know, various other things that he's
1: done in his personal life. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm oh, well, I, I didn't like him even way before all that. Even, so he yeah. just, just a cherry on top. Just but wasn't. anyways. <laughs> um, Let's get into... The September 2nd, 2005 edition of Impact Wrestling. TNA Impact, if you will. And um, we will have plenty of fun stuff to talk about. I have some very interesting interviews uh, with uh, Kazarian, Sonny. There's an interview we're going to talk about. We'll probably be kicking off of that one. Um, Sonny, who
0: recently uh, pleaded no contest and is likely going to be gone for 20 years. Holy shit.
1: That's so. fucking crazy.
0: Should have subscribed to that Only fans when I hit a shot.
1: I know. It would have been a really good bit, and though, yeah.
2: I wonder I thought, if it's still active.
1: I thought... Oh, you know what? I... I might have been actually ended up getting taken down. Really? Because when she was out of like in between when she was arrested and out. I think she started some other um, situation because that went down. I might be wrong about all of this. Um, Hmm. She looks great, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who is that? Who is that woman? Dude, I don't even know.
2: That's crazy. It's not the same. That's it's not the
1: same. That's not the same. They got a fake person to play, Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. Have um, you ever
0: have you ever seen Dodgeball?
1: Oh yeah, I love Dodgeball.
0: She looks like Ben Stiller Ben Stiller's character at the end when he's just lost <laughs> it. And he's
1: eating all the donuts. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh yeah, here yeah, see I didn't see that what she actually played to. I only saw that picture on Twitter. Yeah, well, we'll talk about this interview. Um, unfortunately, I mean, there actually is reference to a DUI in it, but, but that's not the part we're really going to be focusing on. <laughs> great.
0: 18 years later, and she's still doing the same show. Uh,
1: that's fine. I
0: mean. That's pretty fucking bad, dude. It's great. Uh, all right, let's get into the September <laughs> 2nd, 2005 edition of Impact. And again, we are just two weeks away from Unbreakable. I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, that's when... You want to watch along with us on Impact Plus, or if you have it in your own personal collection, that works out as well. Approximate run time for this is 45 minutes and 38 seconds. So here
2: we go. Three, two, one, play. This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. Oh, well, this is from last week. It's uh, Shane Douglas listening inside of Billy's Abisco's office because Jarrett's really angry. When I get to Spike TV, I'm going to be champion. Jarrett promises. He's not going to ask anymore. He's
1: demanding. This was all happening on our last episode, or actually, two episodes ago. Sorry, I think it was two episodes ago because this was after Rhino pinned Raven. At Sacrifice in the tag team match. And there he is talking to Rhino. You step aside. Let me have your shot. I won the the belt. And you can have the first shot. Rhino says yeah I'm going to get my match. You "You can get your match. After I beat Raven Unbreakable. So Rhino is basically like nah dude. I'm going to to get my match first. And as of right now. Rhino versus Raven.
2: I believe is already announced. As our main event for Unbreakable. So it is written, so it shall come to pass. And now Raven going after Rhino.
1: This was on a couple episodes ago on Impact. And boom, there's the gore through the security. And now, of course, Abyss here. We're seeing uh, he wants his title match, but he's not having it. So he's just going to beat the crap out of everyone.
2: Jeff Hardy, they just randomly showed Jeff Hardy hanging from the ceiling again. Lots of fun highlights from like two episodes ago, but here we are. Oh, the lights are out. Who could it be? Yeah, Sabu is kind of feuding with Abyss right now. But then like Jeff Hardy's randomly back because he's not fired. You're going to pay, Rhino. They just had that raven quote on here twice. So is it?
1: So it's written. So it shall come to pass. I don't know why we needed to hear that two times. They have that flipped. This image is flipped. Look at the background. What the fuck? Why did they do that? The, they showed that already too. So it was Jared talking to Rhino again. But they flipped the image, and the words on the fucking poster behind him are backwards because they flipped it. They already showed it the right way a minute ago. I was
0: not paying attention.
1: Well, I think they were trying to be cool and edgy with their editing. and It just didn't work for me. We are starting off with the Chris Candido Memorial Cup. This graphic is nice, except the giant Sun Sports Loco that's covering it up on our screen. So with Shocker, Sabin, Truth, Dutt, and then Waltman, Shelley, and Conan Hoyt is uh, what we got on today's episode. Looks like
2: Waltman and Shelley are starting us off here.
0: I thought that was Kevin Nash's music for a minute, but it's just
1: Shawn Waltman. Yeah, it's uh, oh Sixpock, Shawn Waltman. They said both. Um, so let's kick it off with this uh, Sunny interview because it's about the Chris. It's about Chris Candido. That's what we're talking about, right? Um, basically she said that she wasn't even aware that TNA had done a Chris Candino Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Um, Terry Taylor had been trying to contact her and they'd been playing phone tag, uh, but he hadn't even made mention of it in any of the messages that he'd left. That's what she says. Uh, she also says that she didn't blame TNA or Sonny Siaki for Chris's death, uh, since it was a freak injury, uh, the likes of which he'd suffered many times during his career. Though she did wish the hospital had given her more accurate discharge information after his surgery. Uh, She noted, however, that Chris's parents felt the promotion was
2: responsible, and she hasn't spoken to them since the funeral, though. Hmm. And she—I'll just tell
1: you—since I made made mention of it, but she did say the rumors of her getting a DUI recently were totally
2: false, totally not believable. She would never. No. Let's see, do I have any notes about any guys in this match, too? I don't know if I do. Nope, I don't have anything else specifically about this match. So if you have any indie notes, I'll
1: let you take that before I, I spit any more info at you here. But Conan and Alex Shelley kicking us off.
2: Obviously, Conan is focused here. He really wants to win the tournament with Lance Hoyt.
0: Lance Hoyt could potentially become a uh, member of 3-Life Crew.
2: He could. Okay.
1: Tine was talking about the rocking um, submission that he was just doing to actually. horse cradle. He literally couldn't even finish saying what it was before he stopped doing the move. Yeah. That's how short he had to move on. Unbreakable logo on the bottom, com.
2: Of course, you can get all your info for Sunday, September 11th. I'm really hoping that... Oh, shit.
0: Definitely dodge that kick. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping for Waltman and Shelly to win this tournament.
1: I do think they're probably the best like team in this, as far as like this actually makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. The way that both of their personalities are. Although Conan and Lance White, man, you got the Hoyta Maniacs. You got the the shoe fans. Um, The crowd's really behind this team. They are? Yeah, look at the Hoyta Maniacs right there. I see those t-shirts. There's at least three. There's four. I see at least four. Conan put those pre-bumps on those spin kicks, man. He does not want to get hit. No, he don't. Nope. Oh, yeah, so you get the Hoity Maniacs, and of course, you watch him take his shoe off and see how many shoes get taken off in the crowd. Now, I don't know if I'm just crazy here. Now, of course, these are all taped on the same day, these four episodes that we've been watching and will be watching. I feel like the crowd is not lit as brightly on this episode, and I'm wondering if it's because maybe they had a little bit of an exodus uh, during this part of the taping. I might be overthinking that. It look It looks pretty full still. We don't have numbers, though. I have no numbers. Double clothesline. Once again, I feel like Conan is... He ain't feeling it very much right now. No. Although, what this is—is is this, is this the first round? No. Know, this is semifinal. Okay, so they've all know. wrestled already, then. I couldn't remember. I thought so. Maybe he's just still uh, fucking out of gas from that one. Huge oh. back body drop on Waltman. Holy shit. Waltman regrets this match now. Irish whip by Hoyt. Ducks the clothesline. Spin kick by Waltman, taking out the big man. That one looked better.
0: Yeah, because Hoyt didn't drop down too early.
1: Yep.
2: Bronco <clears throat> buster time? Let's see. No, Hoyt stands up. Big boot. Going for the cover. Oh, Kip James oh. is out here. Oh, low ball by Waltman. And, of course, that
1: means the X-Factor. Yeah, there we go. It's kind of been his new signature here. The low blow into the X-Factor. Waltman and Shelly move on. Wow. Man, are they jobbing out Hoyt or what? They're trying to kill that
2: pop, baby.
1: That was a, uh, a big one there. I was really hoping that the Hoytomaniacs and the, the shoe fans would have really... Oh, did you just see that sign? What was it? I do not even want to
2: say it sign a sexual predator. I did not like that. Uh, we got Jeff Jarrett,
1: BJ James, and Ron Killings backstage with Shane Douglas holding the microphone here. Jarrett said, hear me out for one minute. It's gone company-wide. There's a list. It's grown longer and longer. There's talking about that Black Wednesday he keeps talking about. I guess it's Black Friday, but...
0: He keeps on saying Black Wednesday.
1: He does keep saying Wednesday, too? I think so. Okay. I thought maybe
2: I was just making that part up now, but I thought that's what we said, too, before. Oh, they're talking about Conan teaming up with Hoyt now. He's like, do you think this is a coincidence? Oh. Conan walks in. He goes, you're talking to this guy? He's so dramatic. Hear me out. They're trying to split everybody up. It's divide and conquer. We don't stick together. The foundation of TNA. None of us. We does not include you, Jeff. He goes, and he pulls them aside. We. Conan is fucking pissed, dude. How
1: does he wrestle with those earrings in his ear?
0: I've always wondered that. They look so heavy. I remember, um, I think it was Sabisco on WCW Commentary. It was like, if I was wrestling him, I'd, I'd rip his earrings off.
1: Get him to submit real quick. Oh, my gosh. And here comes Christopher Daniels, our X Division champion, which sounds like a great time to give you an interview note from a former X Division star here, uh, Frankie Kazarian, who was on Between the Ropes radio, or Between the Ropes. I, I think it's radio. I don't know. Um, Well, he said he signed with the company, WWE, uh, in February and didn't even work a TV match for them until July. Uh, Velocity, he determined, was not the place for him. (laughs) Uh, He does say, he said that the TNA locker room was great and he'd be open to working for them again in the future. He was not, however, high on certain booking decisions, such as how Tracy was taken away from him so that Dusty could book a deal where her and Trinity
2: were in love with him and fighting for his sexual services. Wait a minute. Is he gone? Kaziri? From WWE? No. Well, he said Velocity wasn't the place for him.
1: He doesn't talk about leaving at all. So to my knowledge, he is still with them. He does shit talk their Cruiserweight division quite a bit. Uh, But I usually skip over the division. He basically says, he said... He has no idea why WWE even had a cruiserweight division since they obviously weren't going to do anything with it. (laughs) Okay. There's no way he's there if he's saying that. Well, he wasn't in the cruiserweight division. He was in like OVW mostly, wasn't he? He wrestled on Velocity. Okay, Velocity.
2: A lot of people want wrestle on Velocity. If he... Yeah, so he's gone. He is gone for sure. Yeah, on
0: August 15th, Kazarian announced on his website that he had left WWE two days prior. So he had had left
1: August 13th. Okay, yeah, this doesn't make any reference
0: to that, except, I guess, the shit-talking, so. So then, like, in your interview there, it says he later revealed that he asked for his release after realizing that the company had no plans to revamp its
1: cruiserweight division. Okay, there we go. There you go. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it literally... He did never like I left because of this or anything. So,
2: yeah,
1: okay, good to know. Well, shit, we might see him back sooner rather than later. I there there was how, no how way. They, I don't even know if WWE guys really do those type of interviews. Now that's a that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Uh, by the way, it's Shark Boy is uh, Daniel's opponent here, and Daniel's of course has control over him right now. He's got an armbar in, and now and he's I'm, got I'm a fucking Anaconda in. Vice.
0: I'm sure Kazarian didn't like the storyline of Tracy trying to bang
1: Dusty. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm fucking blown away, too. Um, speaking of Kazarian, though, his uh, former partner, uh, Matt Bentley, who is here with the d- uh, company still, he has not signed a new deal, but the two sides have come to a verbal agreement on money, and he's expected back in a month or two. So we should see him back on our screen here soon. Okay, so he wanted two grand, though. Well, they agreed on something. He wanted two grand. I think they cut him down a little bit, and then they wanted fifteen hundred, which no, like four guys make that much. So right.
0: But you know what? So here's, <clears throat> this is where, it's good negotiation tactics. So let's say that Michael, Shane, or Matt Bentley, whatever, is making five hundred bucks a shot, and you come up for renewal, you go and say, "Hey, I want two grand," knowing that you will settle for eight hundred. You don't go for eight hundred.
2: Right. Right. Get.
0: Six hundred
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh Shark Boy just did a crossbody to the floor and now is chopping and punching Daniels against the guardrail here. Um I also did lie bob. I did have a note about someone in the last match, so my bad. Um and it's about Sean Waltman, who has not signed a new contract. And they are proceeding creative creatively with the idea that until he does, he's not in the long term's plans. Um he's is only currently booked uh essentially through the pay-per-view, so We'll see what he ends up doing there, but I mean, it might. We could potentially see him one more time to, on our next week episode, and that could potentially be it. You should just oh. sign the contract. Yeah, I agree.
2: Right in the sternum of Shark Boy. If you're following along, we just hit the 15 minute mark here. The first quarter hour rating. It's a point two five. Oh, that's not good. Now, Bob, I still do not hit you with the heavy hitters. Who
1: do they want to bring in? We'll be talking about that soon. I'm not giving it away just yet. All right, oh, I've dang. Sting. Boy, Sting is on this list. One million percent Goldberg. Well, you think they're going heavy? Sting Goldberg. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking nuts. <laughs> Hip by Daniels and Seguri
2: five. Um, I don't know. Brian Danielson. Probably not. Sharpway rolling away. Oh, Sabu and Abyss. Does that just get made official for Unbreakable? I don't think we had that one yet. Drops Daniels on
1: his knee. Big clothesline by Sharkboy. I got to say, Sharkboy's getting
2: more offense in this than I would expect normally. Hmm. He's going for the punches, and of course we know that's going to lead to a little bite. He's going to take a bite
1: out of the X Division champion. Oh, he no, didn't get didn't. to. Wow, okay.
0: And That should have been a disqualification if he did. Oh, neckbreaker. Ooh. One, two. No. Uh, I think Daniels really only has one note here. I think I've said the other ones before. Uh, on August 28th, Christopher Daniels defeated Chris Sabin and Petey Williams to retain the exhibition title for Blood, Sweat, and Ears 2 in uh-huh. Norval, Ontario. Canada. And he did actually on August 27th wrestle as Curry man for Ring of Honor oh. at Dragon Gate Invasion when he defeated Shingo Takaki.
1: Good, good try, Bob. Uh, best moves all ever, but Sharpwood kicks out. I can't pronounce
0: names. I can't pronounce a lot of names. So.
1: You got to watch more Japanese wrestling. Then you can start to learn how
0: to pronounce it. Yeah, here's the better. thing, though. I watch Japanese wrestling. Guess what? Commentary is in Japanese. What? Listen to the English
1: one. Well, Although, I'll be honest Japanese? with you. Well, I was going to wait. Who's coming out?
2: Uh,
1: I I was going to say sometimes the English commentators say him wrong, too. So, yeah, like Kevin Kelly cannot say uh, Okada's name correctly. That's great. You know, I knew that it was AJ just because his collar was popped. The collar popped (laughs) down and his Aero Pastel shirt. Yeah.
0: And it was a far away shot, too, (gasps) though.
1: What the fuck? Shark boys just pin Daniels.
2: Oh he's the X-Division champion. God.
1: I cannot believe this. This That's has changed Shark- unbreakable. Okay, uh, add Sharkboy into the X-Division title match because that is his, the biggest one he's gotten in his TNA career so far. Could you imagine? AJ
0: wow. Styles, Joe, Christopher Daniels, and
1: Sharkboy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the distraction worked. He didn't really do anything. He just came out, and Daniels yelled right. at him, and then he got pinned.
0: Yeah, he didn't physically get involved. Wow.
1: I am blown away.
0: didn't get involved, and it was just distraction. That's I'm,
1: borderline clean. I almost just stood up. I couldn't believe that. We got Chris Saban, Shocker versus Ron Killings, and Sanjay <laughs> Dutt coming up next, it seems like, which is going to be an excellent time to tell you some more news notes after their entrances, uh, unless Bob has any indie notes he wants to get out of the way. Ugh, what the fuck? Look at this. What
0: the hell is going on? Shockers are tagging. They,
1: backflip? they do have like a choreographed entrance together. That's
0: weird. Let me see what uh, Christopher Saban has, if he has anything. Also, I don't know how I feel about calling him Christopher. Well, he was in that match with Daniels, where they lost, and that's it. So that's fun. Okay.
2: His mother and
1: baby. There's something about Sanjay and Ron Killings together that I actually don't mind. Like, they both kind of, like, do, like, little dances and stuff. I could see this being a little team. I don't know if I can.
2: There's... I don't have
1: any indie any notes for... Anything. I didn't say I had an interest in that. I just said I could see it.
2: Okay, you have nothing? Okay, well.
1: Let me give you a couple, of like, quick ones here, first off. Uh, first off, Maven apparently uh, has some interest in TNA. Who? Maven, oh, that's the only thing it says. There's an interview, and at the very end, it says he is interested in TNA.
0: I mean, of course, he's interested.
1: Um, Molly Holly recently did a DVD, mm. um, and she made it clear that she's interested in the lighter schedule of TNA. Um, and Dave says that I do know that TNA had interest in her when they thought they were doing a two-hour weekly show on WGN with a one-hour show. I don't see them having time or space for a women's division although it has been considered. And I'll just tease you right now, Bob, that is not the last note about women coming in that we'll talk about, but you'll have to wait till next week for some more of that. Uh, And another quick one before we talk about probably more fun stuff. Even though there are reports in Japan that Kenzo Suzuki is signing with TNA, there's nothing to that. (laughs) So they're reporting it in Japan, but yeah. Well, that put me at ease. Thank, thank God. That, that uh, Sanjay Dutt and Shocker are starting us off here, by the way. Yeah, I got some heavy hitters to end us with, uh, so I'm not giving you all right away here. We're only 21 minutes and 11 seconds into the show, okay? But well, we got more contract talk, and of course,
2: who are they trying to bring in on the first episode of Impact?
0: I don't know if I've noticed this before, but Slick Johnson's not wearing shorts. He's wearing pants.
1: Yeah, he doesn't do the shorts yet. I've noticed that. Um, it makes me a little sad, but I Does I get he it. do
0: it in TNA? I
1: mean, I know that was a yes. WWE.
2: Yes, he wears shorts in TNA. I'd be willing to bet by next year he will have shorts on. That's my bet.
1: Killings in with uh, Chris Saban here. At Headlock pushes Saban off. Comes off the ropes. Shoulder... Lock by Chris Haven. Goes off the ropes. Leapfrog into a split by killings. I don't know how you don't tear something doing that.
2: that Pop up Hurricane so kin- Rana. It just looks like it would hurt. Power slam by Run. Then Jay gets that in, goes to the top, and axe handle to Sabin's left arm. Twisting elbow drop. Devastating move. It's so
1: devastating, dude. Only a two-game. They should probably just have Dutt and Sabin wrestle this whole match, but what do I know?
0: Well, you don't want to see Shocker and uh,
1: Ron? I mean, not in this particular scenario. I mean, Shocker's kind of outstayed his his welcome to me in this promotion, but.
2: Nice kicks by Dutt. And then he's going on the top. Can do press? But he missed.
1: Oh, Oh. Saban went for like a powerbomb and he... uh, Dutt flipped off and Seguri. Wow, this is a lot of... Yeah, this is the towel guy. He's back. Yes! Uh, That was a really good sequence there between the kicks and the... Reversals and everything really enjoyed that. Shocker's in now. Oh, commercial break upcoming a shocker and dut. Double handed bulldog. We're back. <laughs> a commercial <laughs> on a show you have to download. Remember, show. some of them are airing on Sun Sports, so they have oh, to still right. add in those breaks. I'm a bitch. Yeah, remember. I can't forget we got that stupid logo in the corner. One more episode with that bullshit. I can't wait until it's gone. Yeah, but then we're gonna have a Spike TV logo. I'd rather, because on normal TV, the logo will be like nice and subtle in the corner. That one's fucking bright yellow at the top of the screen. I hate yes. it. I'd rather the Fox box. It was easier to crop out for our social stuff. <sighs> That's why I don't like it. Let's be real. I gotta deal with this shit half the time. I Photoshop it out. <laughs> oh,
2: no, you
1: Oop. do? Yeah, I gotta give away my secret. <sighs> if I can, if I can, I will. Like during entrances, like if you look at entrance posts, it's not there because half the time it's po- it's cropped, it's either cropped out or it's photoshopped out. Oh. Off the rope, boom, drop kicks the leg of Dut, which was uh tangled in the ropes.
2: Okay, I thought Sabin was gonna like do something, and then he just quickly went for a cover. Yeah, I did too. He's smart, he's trying to get that dub. He's trying to get that win. Trying. I'm glad that they're doing these tournament matches not as, like, the main event of the show.
0: Well, I'm sure I would imagine the finals will. The
2: fi- well,
1: that's fine. But, like, although this one's better than the first one was. Um, yeah. But, regardless, if we were, like, watching a tournament match to end the show, I might be a little bit more checked out right now.
0: And, well, like you kind of said, Saban and Dutt
1: have been kind of working the majority of this. Thank God. Half Crab. Oh, I thought he just kicked them in the nuts, but... He, may, he pretty much just telling him to flip over, I think, but.
2: Sabin really has control here over Dutt. He's working on the right knee. Oh, dude, he's freaking wrenching it. That's gonna. He's gonna need to do something about that
1: commentary he's gonna have was, to
0: do something about that
1: i was i was trying to think of something else to say and nothing else came out <laughs> slingshot elbow from the apron by you want to make fun of my commentary i can't wait to watch that wccw match later bob that's right i'll let you know what i think about it. plug your plug your thing
0: yeah so uh a nice little modified famous with her um austin and uh, austin skinner and I. Uh, From IcoPodFam. From YouTube Fame. page. Austin made it. It's Rustling Recaps. Creative.
1: Uh, oh, I thought you just had that already, to be honest no,
0: with you. I didn't have anything. And uh, we are, you know, sporadically, there's no set time. It's when we really feel like it. Flatliner here by Killing is a Where we're basically dubbing over wrestling matches with our own commentary. And we play, like, characters. So the first one we did was a match between Harley Race and... Carrie Von Eric for WCCW and Austin plays the straight commentator guy. And I am the heel commentator. And uh, we uploaded that uh, a week ago from today. So August 13th, spoiler alert on our schedule of recording. And shockingly, there's been like 150 views already.
1: Nice.
2: I think I liked
0: it.
1: I think I liked it. Like, I thumbed up the video. Oh, but you didn't... So I may have not watched the entire thing yet. I will. But I definitely, like... I did a little, like... Oh, Saban gets a pin. That last uh, whole thing was pretty good. Shocker sent Killings into the corner, and then they just beat the shit out of So Saban, it looks like there maybe is a little dissension there, but they should... I think they're happy enough. I think we're happy enough with what happened. So... Yeah, so they're arguing. So our finals now are Shocker and Chris Saban against Sean Waltman and Alex Shelley.
2: I agree. I think we kind of know the favor to win this tournament. Shocker and Saban hugged it out.
0: I'm saying Waltman and Shelley just because Waltman's the name. name. Yeah, I mean,
1: it makes sense. Monty Brown coming out now here.
2: We haven't seen the alpha male in action in a while, it feels like. Oh, and if ever, uh, just in case we have any uh, IcoPod fans
1: on the show, if you're wondering, well, Bob's doing a new project. Where's more IcoPod episodes? You can send Bob a DM uh, over on Twitter because he's got about three episodes to edit. I have two (laughs) okay uncensored
0: and slamboree we only recorded them a year ago
1: February it's almost a year ago six months ago we recorded an episode of like dude lately
0: uh, like I think like two or three days ago I was like you know what I think I just fucking upload uncensored just fucking do it and then I thought about it and I was like I really don't want to sit there and wait for it to fucking download
1: Oh please, dude! That's the easiest part. No, it takes forever to fucking convert. You do. You literally click the button, and then you can go do something else. While no, I can't
0: because if the fucking thing, if my screen goes dark, it fucking fucks it up. You have two
1: computers. So what?
0: It you only works on one you, of them.
1: You go like this, and you like touch the mouse pad, and it. Yeah, I know. It takes forever. Uh, Siaki is facing off against Monty Brown here. I have a feeling I was about to start telling you notes, but I feel like this match is gonna be like two minutes.
0: It's not. It's not even gonna be two minutes. It'll probably be like a minute and a
1: half. Out that the drop, drop kick. kick. What the what heck, the fuck? dude? Apollo wearing the what appears to be a Team Canada jersey. It's not,
2: but it keeps throwing me off that he's like joined Team Canada. I want somebody to
0: join Team Canada. And then Mike Taney will interview them and be like, "Why did you do it?" And he'd be like, "The healthcare system."
1: Oh, there we go. Heel kick by Siaki. Okay, I'll tell you this one really quick since we were talking about Team Canada. Siaki swing nightbreaker? Boom. Oh, hold on. Kip James. What the out.
0: fuck, man? Kip hold James just keeps coming out
1: here. Oh, Siaki almost just got the pin, but Kip is attacking. Petey. Or not, PD Apollo. Sorry. See, hey, dude, I just fucking I got so confused. I said PD. It's Apollo. Nice dive, though. Buddy. It does look like a fucking Team Canada jersey, and I, it might be. Who knows? Now I want to point out: Kip has not. Holy shit! The pounce on the floor. Oh. Kip has not touched Siaki yet, so that's why
2: there's not a disqualification yet. Monty just pushed the referee, though. So, oh, Monty's got a chair. I, is Andrew I, Thomas waving oh, the matchup? Oh, it, it? he called it. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, into the throat.
1: Slam the chair down.
2: The Are we about to write Siaki
1: off?
0: Do you think... Dude, here's the thing. Okay. It's fucking wrestling 2005. He'll be fine by the end of the night.
1: No. Uh, Monty is now going after Apollo in the ring. If this was like 1986, he'd be out for four months. Well, you could get a DDT and be out for six months in 1986. That's true. Steel chair to the head of Apollo. Kip and, uh, Monty Brown really going at it on What is their issue with Apollo and Siaki? Nothing? No, I think they just want to start shit. Because here you go. Big Lance Hoyt with the save. Now, remember, they interfered in his match earlier. Storytelling. This is cinema. Oh, right. Multi-layered storytelling. Right. On the same show. I mean, we're really... and look, they kick Siaki again
2: on the way out. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, that happened.
1: Um, Okay, so what I was going to tell you... As they're leaving, Um, apparently the situation with Johnny Devine is this. So we're talking about Team Canada. Um, His TNA contract expired in June, and they told him uh, they weren't going to resign him until October. Who is this? Johnny Devine. Oh, okay. Uh, We're just getting a highlight package after commercial. (laughs) Uh, He called the office and asked if he could do jobs under the JP Parsonage name on WWE television since he wasn't making any money. They had no problem with that. Um, Dave says, I don't know if it's a guarantee that he'll be back by October or in October, but Scott Demore is really pushing for it. And he is the head booker. Hmm. Well, I feel like
2: he'll be back then. So the guy got
0: stabbed and then he doesn't make money.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's pretty good.
2: Okay. So we just had like a
1: abyss, uh, James Mitchell thing. talking about Sabu. This is like a
2: weird package, but now Raven's talking about Rhino. Okay, he just threw me off. So he said, when you try to gore me
1: and you gore the shopping cart and said, and then I hit you with the kitchen sink. And I'm thinking,
0: when the fuck did that all happen? He's talking about Backlash 2001.
1: Oh, wait, he for real is? Yeah,
0: that that happened. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Rhino missed his gore, and he hit. He went through the shopping cart. What? Yeah. It's arguably uh, the greatest, like, hardcore title match ever. Like, people have,
2: you know, they consider okay, it.
1: Okay, okay. I literally thought he was making reference to like him just hitting something else and he calling it that. So no. that just really threw me off No, And I don't see, I don't know how I feel about
0: referencing matches, you know, from four years ago in a
1: different company. Well, then you're not even saying like, like I said, I literally thought he was just talking random shit. I didn't know he was actually referencing a match
0: yeah, and you can't show footage of it. So like,
1: yeah, doesn't
0: have the same impact.
1: Naturals. Here comes Jimmy Hart with, well, it looks like Chase Stevens in singles action here. I can get behind this. Chase, especially,
0: Peace. oh, this is about around the same time I watched uh, three matches that he had with Chris Michaels. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Uh, Tennessee, thanks to the Brian Turner VHS rehab. Yes, friend of the show, she Brian Turner. of the show.
1: Uh, I'll see who his opponent is, and then I should probably start getting through some of these notes because we're entering the last, like, roughly 10 minutes of the show, I think. Yeah, we
0: are. 10 minutes and 13. Seconds. And I got
1: some good ones for you guys. I've been holding on to him a little longer than I anticipated, so. <laughs> who, who is he fighting? Oh. Oh.
0: One M&W. Which one is it? James Storm? He's looking pretty excited. He is smiling. He is pretty happy. He's giddy. So we know who's going over tonight, folks.
1: <laughs> I need that AMW shirt that Chris Harris has on. That is a nice shirt. I'd rock an AMW shirt hardcore. If there's,
0: the Defendants not, guilty, uh, there's not one on eBay?
1: Um, I will look momentarily.
2: I'm looking right now. Screw it. I would wear vintage TNA shirts to wrestling shows, like, strictly, if I could. Um, Okay. Um, I have some bad news to start you off here, Bob. Oh, great.
1: Um, The former Dudleys will not be available for the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. So if they come in before that, they will not be on Bound for Glory because it coincides with an international booking they've already committed to. And it is believed uh, it is in Japan, but we don't know yet as a Japanese office uh, it would be with. So we don't know where, but they have a potential international booking. Uh Um, But speaking about Bound for Glory... The poster for Bound for Glory. Uh, We have not seen this, I don't think yet. But it says the poster for Bound for Glory on October 23rd is built around Kevin Nash. So they are pushing to have him as the big deal uh, star when they go to Spike TV, at least at first. Well, they probably have a bunch of really good matches booked underneath, is what Dave says. (laughs) Mm.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, So that's our potential one of our returns. Now, uh, well... Do I don't really, know about focusing Kevin Nash as
0: a top star on your Spike TV, debut. I agree right with idea.
1: that. Um, that was a nice uh, little skin in the cat there by Storm. Now Bulldog on the outside to Chase Stevens. Would you like to make any last-minute guesses before I tell you some people who are, they're trying to get in? Okay, I'm going to say Sting,
2: Goldberg. Maybe Jericho. Um... Would be another These new. are all great guesses. Lance Storm, just incredible.
1: Whoa! Oh, um, slow down, slow down. <laughs> quick commercial break is we just yeah, had a suplex know. on the okay. ramp. Okay, Canyon. Oh, okay, Buff Bagwell, uh, Lex Luger. Okay, we're okay. We're we're good. Scott the Steiner. Um, I actually missed one thing before we say that. One more bound for glory note, and it's actually someone they're trying to bring in. So it kind of go inside to this. Okay. They are negotiating with Jushin Thunder Liger for the Blonde for Glory show. Wow. Okay. Um, they've been trying to get either he or Ultimo Dragon for months, but uh, there were Japanese dates conflicting for Liger, and Dragon has expressed interest in coming in only if he can get a contract. Okay. So, so that well, is if you my potential. a potential
0: impressive, and you can get your title, your uh, contract there. Right.
1: Now let's start off with the less exciting of the names they're trying to get in. And that would be Tito Ortiz is expected oh. back once TV starts for a top program with the idea of pushing commercials during the UFC programming. The Ortiz is on TNA. The company was thrilled with how he performed and acted backstage when Dusty Rhodes brought him in the first time as a guest referee for the Jerry versus Styles match. Beautiful moonsault by Chase Stevens taking out Storm, but gets a two count. Um, now, once they lost TV, the feeling was that there's no point in using him until they got TV. They were planning on using him on the WGN show with them going to Spike right after UFC. It is even a better fit. So I get what they're going for, but yeah. Okay. And last but not least, Bob, our final note and finally, what you've been waiting for is Chase Stevens, sunset flip, but James Stone rolls through. Holy shit. Wicked hard kick in the
0: head. Who's this guy? I think he is Loki.
1: Frank goes for the cover. One, two, no. Uh, they are attempting to get, that's right, the stinger to come in. And that's not it. They're also trying to get the one, the only, the best there was, the best there is, the best that there ever will be, Brett the Hitman Hart, on this first Spike TV show. Now, neither have committed to this. Now, Dave says his impression is, if Hart was to appear, it would more likely not be on the first show. And unfortunately, Sting has been cold on the idea when approached about doing any DNA dates.
2: Why? Why would. I, do I don't one? know. Sting is a confusing human being. Wait. Rhino
1: Abyss versus Raven Sabu next week on Impact. Just heard that. Oh, great. Um, so, what do you think about the Bret Hart one? Um, I don't know what he would do. What would be the point of that? I feel like he'd have to be like a commissioner kind of guy, right? Unless it's truly just an appearance and like, could it be like what they did in AW, where it's like he is gives the title in a match or something? Yeah. Um, isn't Sabisco
0: like the commissioner guy?
1: Well, maybe there's a new championship committee, okay? And it's Bret Hart, Larry Zabisco, Kevin Nash.
0: You know what they should do, Kevin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what they should do? They should do
0: um something where Bret Hart is on the committee but you never see him, just like Terry Funk was on the championship committee and we never saw him.
1: Never see him live and he sends videos from home via satellite? Yeah. That could work. Why not? He still technically appeared then. Yeah. Um, it's safe to say that Bret Hart there is absolutely no fucking way he's about to show up. So I know. The Goldberg one is interesting. The idea. I mean, I'm surprised they're they're not trying to get that more. He doesn't need it. Oh, going for the eye of the storm potentially, but Chase Steven slipped out. Chase Steven has him up. Death Valley Driver. That's right. One,
0: two. No, James Storm kicks out because as you'll remember, he came out happy.
1: So he's definitely been. Wait, He's not doing the job. Someone came out wiping his brownie, the broadcast position. Or is he talking about
2: Harris being over there? One, two, Stevens. It's another two count. The Nationals have been so blessed with who they've got to work with. I think they were better off with Chris Candido, but, you know, here we are. Storm with a backdrop. Cover Stevens. One. Two?
1: No. No. We're at forty two minutes, thirty-three seconds if you're following along at home. Three minutes remaining. Did somebody say three minutes? minutes. Nice yeah. drop kick by Chase Evans. Can't you say the, the whole wedding thing when he rips off the face is burned in my memory forever? It's good shit. I think that was one of the best things ever. I don't know. did you? It, oh, and you were, When you watched that, did you know it was Eric Bischoff at the time?
2: No.
1: Because they fooled the fuck out of me.
2: <laughs> it was so freaking good. Yeah, no, it was oh, definitely well done. What are the so headbutts with it? the shaky cam? What's Kevin Dunn producing this? Yeah, this what show? is that? Did actually? you see that? They never do that here. I hate that.
1: At least they're not, like, zooming in real quick. Yeah. I mean, not... I mean, there was, like, a little one there, but it wasn't, like, the... No, right. Like, I'm going to have a seizure or something. I would say that... Dare I say this? TNA at this time is, like... The way they do their camera cuts, like, not fucking make you have seizures and stuff, is, like, perfectly how I would want them, I think. I don't know how
0: many times... Well, Harris and Douglas are chirping at each other here, but... I don't know how many times on Twitter I'll see a video of a raw or something. And they're doing a camera switch on each strike dude. So if there is two guys doing a flurry of strikes, like 15, there is 15 camera cuts.
1: At least 15 camera cuts.
0: Yeah. And it's like repetitive. Like there's no breath. There's no breath. It's like, how the fuck?
1: Oh, double super kick. Nice. Oh, and James Storm Harris. is almost falling out of the ring. Harris, what did he just. What was Harris? Doing? Oh, he. <gasps> oh, he pointed across to Andy Douglas and then he pushed James Storm on top of Jay Stevenson. and he got the pin. That was a little that's dirty. A, that's a little
0: heelish. Oh, look oh, at look lat- Dude, they're so turning
2: heel. <laughs> <laughs> Are you shitting Let's me? Let's go, baby. There's something that tells me. Oh. that... There's something that tells me they're going to be wicked good heels. Dude. Jimmy yeah, Hart's that pissed. is not a confirmation. I don't know what is. Oh, my God. He's yelling at the camera. I can't quite make out what he's saying. He just said that's a preview of the pay-per-view.
1: We're going to have new champions? I'd say if they win the titles in turn heel, it's going to be... Awesome. It's going to be really fresh, and I think it's something that we need. So I, my vote right now is that they leave as champions in turn heel. V1? Did you
0: see that V1? I, I mean, I hope that they don't win the titles, because I don't want the Dudleys to be, like, the next champ. Like, I don't want them to be the first team.
1: <sighs> I see what you're saying. That's a, that's a fair point. But I kind of think I want them to be the champions. I mean, I understand why. but um, Okay, well, we went off the air. Bob, what did you
0: think of that episode? Uh, I mean, it was pretty middle of the road. I mean, yeah, nothing of real substance happened to
1: it. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, I mean, I really like that little teaser at the end there, but, I mean, I would say... um. Even action-wise, it was kind of okay. The The stuff between Dutt and Saban in the tag match was pretty good, but besides that, yeah, I'd also agree, middle of the road. Um, which I would say uh, that's a nice thumbs in the middle from, from Dallas.
0: Yeah, so I guess uh, since I don't do thumbs oh
1: boy. in the middle... Oh, boy. I can't say it's a bad show. Okay, that's where I feel like I think you should probably land here because... I feel like this was similar to, there was an episode, um, what was it, two ago, two episodes ago. I also gave it a thumbs in the middle. It felt very similar to that episode, where it was like, nothing really happened.
0: Yeah, but it's not a bad show. Like, I right. Wasn't, I wasn't you know, trying to rip my eyes out for
1: 45 minutes. Right. Okay. Well, you guys heard it here first. It's still considered a thumbs up episode, then. Yeah. Overall. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Well, um, we have a match for next week. I'm assuming a main event tag team match. We have the finals of the Chris Canino Memorial Cup tournament. It was not like a dreadful tournament, but it has not been uh, something I've been super hyped about each week, unfortunately. Uh, And it's our go-home show for Unbreakable, which I think the bigger part. So I'm looking forward to it um, so that we can get to our next pay-per-view here. And, boy, are we going to be kicking it off with some pretty interesting notes for next week. I'm pretty
0: excited. Yeah,
1: we got some some good stuff. And then I think even during the show, we still have stuff, but we don't have as much as we had this week. So we'll have plenty to talk about, including some more potential uh, debuts and stuff like that. So It's going to be a good episode. Don't miss it.
0: Yeah, don't. So be here next week for the September 9th. Addiction of impact. But until then, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Gallion Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line podcast.